0: This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of the Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book Demand Excellence on and off the field, and he is the creator and founder of the website redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world.
1: What's going on everybody? Today on the podcast I have Nate Allball. Nate Allball is just like me and you. He's a high school football coach but as he was studying and trying to learn he kept going to all these different places talking to these coaches and he had this great idea. Why don't I go and film these coaches giving me the clinic and put it online? And that's what he did. And so now he travels the country trying or or finding coaches to do an online clinic. And the quality of these clinics is unbelievable. You can find out more about the clinics or find the clinics at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. That's chiefpigskin.com. You can follow him at Twitter at thechiefpigskin this is great stuff he talks in the podcast about why he does it how he got started but i'm telling you guys the quality of the clinic is unbelievable the video the quality the coaches you got to go check this stuff out It's, it's worth your money listen to the podcast and he talks more about it uh, Coach Allball, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate what you do with the clinics and how we all can learn from what you're doing. Hope everybody has a great day. Enjoy the podcast. Coach, talk about how you got started with Chief Pigskin and basically tell everybody what it is. Uh, you know, a lot of your followers are going to know what it is, but, um, I think you have a unique niche on the market for what a high school coach needs.
2: Yeah, man. So it all started, I became a head coach and I needed to learn and, uh, my pocketbook was small and I got three videos in the mail and I was out of money and those three videos only got me so far as I was getting going, uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I've always had a creative bone in my body. So I just thought there's got to be a better way. And I started traveling to coaches that I knew and shooting video and just getting these little tiny mini presentations. There might be a five minute uh, whiteboard session here and a, a little practice clip or one drill. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how uh, how it would make money or if. I just knew I needed to learn some. And I thought I'll put it online and maybe this can turn into a business and you fast forward Fast forward seven years, and I kind of came to the point where I thought, okay, I think I have a real plan for how this could work. And um, now that I've been a head coach now for a handful of years, I feel like I have a better idea of what the industry or what me, my team needs. So I went for it, and it really all came together. I've been producing videos and kind of longer content videos because I wanted to have high quality stuff. Um, But it was February, and I was a head coach at Champaign Central. I had 10 guys on staff. And it was February, and we we paid for our Glazier Pass. Uh, We paid for hotel rooms in Indianapolis and uh, trying to get my staff over there. And everybody had an excuse. You know, I had one or two guys, and everybody else had an excuse. And they were good excuses. You know, so-and-so just had a baby. so and so is coaching basketball, and they got a JV tournament that day. And the excuses just kept going. And I recognized that I'm going, it's February. I know my staff's full of good guys that love it um, but I'm mad at them all right now I need these guys learning I need them it, it just wasn't enough anymore to be to say hey I saw this one clinic and he said this and I'm trying to draw it up on paper and I'm going you know what if you know what if you could truly just say hey check out this video at at minute mark twenty two um, maybe you're not going to use the whole video but Hey, at minute mark twenty two, coach introduced this drill. I want to use that today. What if you just forward that link? Um, <clears throat> and use it. So as I started exploring that, I thought, you know what, this could work. Now the, the tricky part became about making it fair for all three parties involved. And that became like, you know, how do I, I want to be fair to the coaches they're presenting, right? I want to be able to pay them some money because I think their their month their knowledge is valuable. I want to be fair to the coach that that has to pay for it to get access to it. And I need to be fair to myself because my, this, this venture will be very short lived if I'm not fair enough to myself. Um, because you know, I have a wife and kids and, and life is what life is. You got to have some money for it. So, um, trying to be fair to all those three parties has been tough balance to find. Um, and, and, you know, it's like anything you learn about it as you go, but the goal is to be fair to all three parties. And I think, feel like if I can do that, that this just might work out.
1: So, Talk about – I mean, so it's cool. What's cool about it is you have a football coach's perspective on the whole thing. So talk about growing it through those seven years. I mean, here you are. You're a high school football coach. You have a family, and you're starting this. And, and now – if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, but you've gone seven years, and now you're not coaching because it's kind of gotten so big – that you've just kind of put your focus on the filming and the and, and the uh, interviewing coaches part of your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, for a while, what happened was it would just sit for long periods of time. I would do something and then it would sit for three months because I was busy coaching and teaching. Right. And then I'd do a little bit and it'd sit for three more. And I finally, I'm looking out. I was an art teacher, and I'm looking out the window about in April. And, uh, the summer's a long way away. And I'm thinking if I retire from teaching without trying this, I think I'm really going to kick myself. Uh, so I went for it. And really it all timed up. Perfect. I had a son coming who is a sophomore in high school now. And, um, I'd been head coach for 11 years, 10 years. And I'm looking at the timing of it all and going, this might be a great little window to stop teaching to um, not necessarily stop coaching. I'm still in a sit I found a, a staff to jump on to as an assistant and and you know in a much smaller role you know than being the head guy. And I can do all this while my boy gets through. And and if I can get this up and going and get it to the point where I could hire help, we might it might just work out that as my boy gets out of high school, I'm ready to go back to teaching, and being a head coach somewhere and um, I could have this business running you know because uh, um, it's at the point now where I don't necessarily want to run the business but also I think it's a great thing and and I don't really want to coach without it I, I get almost all my intel from from this resource. right <laughs> um, so I just love it so much and I've met so many great people through it 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 is it, it, one of those things that it became just a labor of love and now now I'm pretty attached to it so Uh, just trying to balance everything. And and, and now, yeah, just once football's out, the cool thing about the business is because of football coaches during the season, we kind of shut down. We're keeping some things alive. You know, all the videos are accessible, but I'm not out traveling during season. And now since I'm not a head coach, when the season ends, I can hit the road. I don't have as many weight rooms to attend, things like that. Things you can't do when you're the head guy trying to do all those now.
1: That's pretty cool. What is your vision for, for, is it just to continue to make, uh, you know, and and for the listener out there who doesn't know what we're talking about, you can describe it to them. I would try, but, you know, obviously it's your video and coaches talk about a specific topic that they choose, but it's such high quality. What you do is pretty amazing. So everybody's got to check it out if you haven't heard of it, but talk about, you know, just, Briefly, tell them what it specifically is that you do and provide, and then talk about your vision for the future.
2: Yeah, well, specifically, it's just it's instructional videos. you know It is 100 percent of listening to a guy at a clinic, um, with the exception that everything has been shot for you, right? So you're not looking at a room full of men. Um, and you know you can't hardly see the projector, or you can't hear him very well, or it's dark in the room. Everything is set up just for the online viewer, and it's an instructional video for you. Uh, it's just like sitting at a clinic, and but he's just talking to you. Um, the the cool thing that I think we've we've ne- jumped onto or kind of fallen into is that again, trying to be fair to all parties. Some guys, all all coaches are different. Some guys are just kind of junkies and they just don't like missing out. So they want to see everything you're doing. And some guys have no interest in anything, but their little niche, you know? So some guys might be just a wing T guy and they just want to know the wing T and they're just a three, three guy. And they just want to know the three, three. Um, so the cool thing, we kind of come up with this way. We said, all right, everything we produce, We'll go on to the clinic for one straight year and and you could subscribe to that for $10 a month if you're the type of guy. So now, you know, you talk about uh, 10 years ago when I bought those three videos for 120 bucks. Well, now that 120 bucks is going to get you the same quality of videos, if not better, but you're going to get 80 to 100 of them and it grows every year, you know, just by the power of numbers. Uh, So you're getting all that for your $10 a month. Or... After a year, it moves over into our store, and that's for all of our guys that just are, are just those niche-type guys. You know, they just they want to buy everything we have that's on the 3-3. Three three. They want to buy everything we have that's on the single link. So um, that's kind of what it's turned into. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, it's just great content at the very best price I can possibly even fathom. Um, right now, in fact, the prices are, are at a point that aren't really – I'm being fair to. I think a lot of people accept me right now. Right, but I really in my in my vision, it is if I do it right, it will grow to the point where it, then it will eventually be fair to me. Um, so, and in my vision, I eventually want to be able to pay. I don't want to ever hire anything but coaches, um, but I want to be able to provide a stipend for five, ten, fifteen coaches to go out and do what I do in the spring. You know, maybe it's a retired coach. You retire, you could pick up a job with Chief Pigskin. You travel and you hit hit uh, eight schools in the spring and and do what I do. And we end up with just the most massive collection of content imaginable. Um, and it just becomes a cool thing.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now talk about, um, do you, do you think you want to become a head football coach again? Absolutely. The, the,
2: I tell people, I said, what I do is coach football. All the rest of this has been, um, number, it's, it's been a venture of trying to explore and learn more about the art of coaching. It's been about trying to provide something that I felt we could use, uh, in, in a way to, I'm an art teacher by trade. So there's a creative side to me. I love creating the logos and the artwork and the promo stuff. All that stuff is fun. Um, at the end of the day, I'm a football coach and I want to coach football. So I have to create a business that allows me to teach again. and. and coach again as a full-time coach when my son gets through that's when in my vision starts phase two of my coaching career and uh I want to be a head coach I want to do this job as you know I've done so many things wrong in my life as a head coach there's so many things I want to do better you know I made this mistake I want to do better I don't want to make that mistake again I I just love to coach and uh want to be a head coach again somewhere but I want to I do it really well you know I the dream to me is, is little thing. And it's just an example, but you know, I would want to move to Atlanta area and, and be a fierce competitor of yours. Right. If I can do that, I feel like I've made it right. I want to be someone that that Jonathan guest has to worry about. That's the type, that's the type of goals I have.
1: Well, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. So come on down to Atlanta. (laughs) Lots of, lots of schools down here to coach at here in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, Talk about, you know, you go all over the country, really, uh, you know, visiting coaches. And, and what is the most, I don't even know if you're going to want to answer this question, but maybe an older coach who won a lot of games. Who's been the most motivating coach that you really learned a lot about leadership from?
2: Man, I mean, <clears throat> when you really look at it, the number of guys that are And I've told people, almost everybody that I've shot for has heard me say this, that traveling has been one of the most humbling experiences for me and probably has led to me giving it up, being easier to give up. Because there was a time in my early 30s where I was pretty sure I was pretty special at this job. And when I started traveling, uh, I was quickly made aware of not only are there a lot of guys doing this job as well as me, but there's a lot doing it better than me. And the number of guys that were out there doing it better than me really took me back. And so the number of guys that are doing it, I'm really kind of in awe of it all. Um, so, but you know, when you look at each year, you can almost only say who's, who's doing a couple of things that are taking you back by year. Uh, and you know, and, and almost each visit is going to be something. When I visited you, you were probably the first spread guy that attacked, or a guy who's in the gun, you know, and, and, and maybe not always having a tight end, that, that was attacking defenses in the same mindset that I was. And that was one of the things that had, had kept me attached to my wing P so long is that I had kind of grown attached to my style of attacking and my way of thinking through attacking and nobody else that was not running it was thinking like me. And so you were the first one that was thinking like me, but it was out of the gun. And so the second I get home, you know, I'm diving deep into your videos because when I'm shooting it, I'm on the other side. I can't see what you're looking at. Right. right. So I'm looking at stuff like that. I was also taken back by um, the impact that your faith has had on your, on your coaching and that, um, and, and challenged my, and personally challenged to make sure that the people I work with know that I claim to uh, love God and believe that Jesus Christ is his son, right? So I was taken back by those things and, and read your book, which is an incredible read, by the way, when, and um, I recommend that to everybody. But, you know, I followed that up and I went down south to Fort Myers, Florida, and I ran into a 34-year-old coach named James Delgado who's running the single wing. And all I could say is like the second he speaks to you, you can feel the love in his voice. Wow. I mean, this, this man is filled with love and kindness and yet he commands present, his, his, his presence commands respect. He's built a program. You have to look up, if you're on the online clinic, you have to find James Delgado's videos, no matter who you are and watch his first one on program development. And then he gets into some football stuff, but the, his program development one is unbelievable. And again, you just, you're just overwhelmed by the amount of love. And I've I took my son, or, yeah, I took my son to, um, with me, because we're on vacation, and we come in, we stop in at one of his freshman workouts, lifting routines,
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: I'll I'll just, all I can say is, it was the most organized hour of strength training I've ever seen in my life, and it was a whole bunch of freshmen, and I thought, if this is what, where his freshmen are, how do you keep up with this program? So, watch out for Riverdale, Um, Riverdale and Fort Myers. So he really took me back. You know, those are just two examples and I'm telling you pretty much everyone I visit, there's something that I'm really pretty taken back by.
1: That's pretty cool, man. Like, and you're so right. I mean, there's so many good coaches out there and I think for me uh, and from my perspective, it's just, um, it's just, to me, it's makes me amazed at God I mean he's created so many leaders and so many people uh, to who who have the ability to impact the next generation so that's what my passion is and why you know I started doing this podcast because there's a thousand podcasts and all I really wanted to do is be a podcast that encourages and motivates Christian coaches to continue uh to to put Christ first and because we we need you to be a head coach because you love the game and you love God. And right. that's that's what I just think about. You know, I think about King David all the time. Like he was this leader. Well, God's made a lot of leaders. But I think the struggle is that we put winning and success and and we let that be the measure of who we are instead of who God made us to be. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Um, that's why you're seeing all these great leaders out there.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. And you know what, this trip, especially this last year, a couple of coaches I've met in the last year, including you two that I just mentioned, you and Delgado, I truly believe that the Christian coach has an advantage over the non-Christian coach because through our exploration of the art of coaching and what it is, because I think football coaches are kind of leading the charge in um, the study of the art of coaching, we have found the importance of showing love to our kids. We've we've found that, right? And because of the love that we are given undeservedly by our God, we are capable, or there is more love to share. I I just. I really believe that it is an actual advantage to have the love of God and the, the peace that Jesus Christ brings. To have that in your life is an actual competitive advantage. Now in no re- way shape or form would ever, anybody ever seek um, I think uh, Christianity for the sake of winning more games. But I am not kidding when I say the more I look at this, the more I study it as I look at what I've learned this offseason, I'm going on the importance of love and the kids' understanding that you love them, it, it really is very impactful in the program. And I think the Christian coach has an advantage in that way.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, it's funny, you know, these guys, these parents, you know, there's, there's NFL guys and, hey, will you bring this NFL guy and talk to your football team? Or will you bring so-and-so famous guy to talk to your football team? Or you bring this CEO in to talk to your football team? I'm like, no because this is what i've learned about high school boys they could care less your title your status they don't care all they care about is does this person love me and 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 we're not just generically saying i love you it's the it's what you put into them every single day it's being with them every single day and then seeing you be genuine like this is who Jesus is and this is who I follow and and they might not believe in Jesus but they see that you're being genuine and so you develop that and then they so you develop that trust and then they listen to you and, and in fact man like I, I'm I'm always embarrassed to bring somebody in to speak to to our football team because if they don't know you, they're they're teenage boys, you know. I want them to be all mature and everything, but they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but they don't pay attention, and uh, it's embarrassing. And then people judge me. I'm like, how in the world did you act when you were 16? I didn't listen to you. Right. <laughs>
2: But, um, that, well, do you just let me know, man, well, I mean, where else, if there's any other questions you have, but I mean, for the most part, it's been a cool experience, and I think that, again, just the, that power of love has probably been my lesson of 19. The, the lesson of the Clinic 19 for me has been the real coaching strategy that love is, that it, it is really a piece of the strategy.
1: That's really cool, man, because... You know, you hear all the X's and O's and this and that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, do you love your players? All that kind of stuff. And it's so true. But, um, well, hey, man, I appreciate you talking with me. And I uh, always end the show uh, praying. So if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for you. You bet. Lord, we come before you today. So I just want to praise and thank you for loving us. And praise and thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for our sins. And, Lord, I just praise and thank you for Coach and what he's doing. Uh, and Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to work in his life and work in his heart. You grow this, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a ministry, but Lord grow this business that he's doing, uh, Lord. And he still has a heart to coach men and coach boys for, for your glory and your honor, Lord. And I just pray that you would bless him in that endeavor as well. And Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Coach, I appreciate it.
2: Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me coach and good luck to you.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: I hear so many Christians murmuring about their
1: imperfections and their failures and their addictions and their shortcomings. And
0: I see so little war. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Why am I this way? Make Bang with me, for bang, bang but bang with me i am going games, like cause this thing can get risky So man, if you in Christ, take you up, your cross quickly yeah. Feel it's on the front line, time to come with it hey do the right thing, wake up. up, and let's get it I ain't even in the ring, they throwing bows like Riddick oh, Persistently attacking me, they even in the back of me Ay, You see the fighter lose yeah, my life, yeah. and I can't take this passive lesson What you think I'm about to do, I'm about to do what I can do Trust the one who got me through After school, never giving up